Hey everybody, good evening. Ravings and Cravings here, otherwise known as Ruth Hartunian Allenbaugh, here with you to talk about food sensitivities today. I'm here with Cindy Sullivan, who's a registered dietitian. She is her master, she has her master's in public health and she's a certified health education specialist. She in her in her bio that she sent me, I like this. She says she has cooked over seven thousand, probably more now, dinner meals for her food sensitive family. She has experienced modifying recipes, batch cooking, freezing, and doing more dishes than she can count. She is a passionate, practical nutrition educator who loves to teach nutrition. Her vision is that every family will eat at least one meal together daily, which nourishes their body and spirit so they can go out and change the world just because we fueled ourselves properly. So this is a strategic interview because Cindy is going to talk about entertaining and the food sensitivities and people who have sensitivities and the holidays and how people, anyone can still celebrate no matter their dietary needs. So she's going to tell us a story about how she landed where she is and then we're going to go from there. So Cindy Sullivan, welcome to WILI Radio. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. You're welcome. I do want to get started just with my story so that some of you will know where I've come from. And it begins with my son lying on the couch in pain. Mm. My second grade son was having two to three migraines a week. Mm. And over the next couple of years, as we tried to get to the root of the problem, he was on four different restrictive diets. Wow. I had already learned about cooking for food sensitivities when my husband had brain fog and abdominal bloating and fatigue. And after testing in an elimination diet and many months, he knew what he could eat to feel good and what would make him dysfunctional and lying on the couch, which is why I want people to have energy to feel good. Mm. Mm -hmm. Years later, I had him to feed, as well as an 8-year-old and a 12-year-old, and the diets kept changing. Ooh. But when you have an 8-year-old in that much pain, giving up isn't an option. Mm -hmm. I wanted him to be able to use the many gifts and talents that God had given him instead of just lying on the couch. Mm -hmm. I was tired. I was tired of constantly looking for and modifying recipes only to have them taste bad. Mm -hmm. It took a lot of time and energy to cook all the time, and mm -hmm. I was starting over again with few meals we could eat. Mm -hmm. One day I was in the kitchen of my good friend whining to her about how bad the dinner was I'd made the night before. Ooh, what was it? Do you remember what it was? I don't even remember. I just knew that I'd spent all this time cooking, and it just was bad. Aww. Aww. Oh, that's sad. And she turned to me, and she said something I've never forgotten. She said, I can't think of a better person for this job. Did I hear her right? I don't want this job. Mm. Part of me did not want to do this anymore. Mm -hmm. But when you have an eight-year-old in that much pain, giving up isn't an option. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So I put on my dietitian hat and my mom hat. I went to the grocery store, and I got to work. And I began slowly to find new recipes. I always cooked extra when something worked mm. so that I could throw it in the freezer so we could pull it out when we needed a quick meal. Mm -hmm. And it took me several years to kind of put everything together, but the wow. results were worth it. Mm -hmm. So I've been on this road. In my family, we have allergies, we have sensitivities, and intolerances, which I cook for regularly. And those and are all, are those all th different things? They actually are. They are. Um, 
if you look at an allergy, people can have things like hives and anaphylaxis, so it can be life-threatening. Mm -hmm. Most sensitivities will go to also involve the immune system. They'll mm -hmm. have repeatable results. Like you might always get migraines, for example, or some people get just brain fog or abdominal bloating. Mm -hmm. So it's immune sensitive and they're repeatable, but they're usually not life-threatening. They're not anaphylactic okay. reactions. Uh -huh. I see. And then the intolerances, most people are familiar with lactose intolerance. Mm -hmm. and so mm -hmm. that would be what most people would be familiar with. They're lacking an enzyme. The immune system isn't involved. It doesn't mean you don't have symptoms. It's mm -hmm. just a different kind of involvement. I see. But all three of them are challenging to work with. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but when you go to modify family recipes, I will tell you it is challenging and it is not for the faint of heart. It takes <laughs> some time and patience. Mm -hmm. And depending who's coming to celebrate with you or where you're going, people have different food personalities. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and you know, with with the holidays, you know, we cook special things, we bake special things, and we we visit with friends and family and... I'm looking forward to how you're going to unpack this because, you know, if I arrive somewhere and there's nothing I can eat, there's that's just got to be a very sad thing, you know. Like, what am I doing here? Why, why am I here? What am I celebrating? You know, I'm not enjoying anything with anyone. So I'm very excited for you to accept to tell us about what we can do in these situations. Exactly, and a lot of it comes down to communication and talking with people. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But it also depends on who's coming. So for some people, food's really not that important. Mm -hmm. It's not a big deal. Other people, it's pretty important. Mm -hmm. And other people, that's the main reason they're there, right? <laughs> yeah. Maybe not quite, but you know. Yeah. And so it partly depends who's there and what their, what their feeling is and what your family or your friend's feeling is about food. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It's also going to depend who you're cooking for what it is. If you've got an allergy you're cooking for and that person is either airborne or contact, you have to do a lot more cleaning. Some people Ooh. just by touching food can break out oh my. or have anaphylactic reactions. Mm. You have to do a lot more cleaning in that case than if they can just ingest it. You have to be careful of cross-contamination, mm -hmm. but it's not such a big deal. Mm -hmm. Or with a sensitivity or intolerance, you can just tell them they can avoid it, those kinds of things. Mm-hmm. So that depends. And are, are some foods harder to avoid than others? Like what is what are the big ones? Some of them are fairly easy, believe it or not. And some of the ones you hear about, like dairy. Dairy is hard this time of year because there's so many holiday foods are cheesy or creamy. Yeah. But some sneaky mm -hmm. ones that are hard are soy and corn, hmm. especially because of the number of foods that they're in. So if you start reading labels... There's soy in a lot of things, and there's corn in a lot of hmm. things. Mm -hmm. right? mm -hmm. So you're going to have to read your labels, look at a different brand of something, or there might be a different product. Like instead of soy sauce, it might be coconut aminos. But you have to be mm -hmm. aware that they're a little bit sweeter than soy sauce, mm -hmm. but they do boost that umami, that umami, that savory kind of taste. Or you might do that with something like mushrooms or Parmesan rinds or tomato paste. So there are hmm. other ways to do it, but initially you're like, no, oh, I can't put this in my recipe. What do I do? Well, and you offer yourself as a resource to people, and so 
at this point I just want people to know how to contact you if they have questions because maybe their wheels are turning and they're saying oh I would love to ask Cindy this question so how would they how would they contact you a couple different ways they can contact me the easiest one is by email and it's mm -hmm. Cindy at foodsensitivitykitchen.com mm -hmm. that's my email address mm -hmm. you can also go to my website which is foodsensitivitykitchen.com and there's a way to contact me there as well as lots of resources and then mm. I have a podcast called The Sensitive Kitchen. And it, their episodes are very short, and I mostly talk about one recipe in those. Um, and then talk a little, I'm a dietitian, so I talk a little bit mm -hmm. about why might you want to make this, what's some nutrition benefit of making this recipe, mm -hmm. and then how you might modify it for different mm. kinds of food sensitivities. You've got somebody who's allergic um, to dairy or somebody who is sensitive to soy. What mm -hmm. might you have to change in this recipe? Huh. Can I throw a, a couple of ideas out at you, see what you would do for a sensitivity or, or an sure. intolerance? Sure. Well, I, I really, I like, I like deviled eggs made with mayonnaise, uh, usually pickle relish, some mustard. What would you do to do a nicer version of that for someone who has some kind of food issue? Believe it or not, that one is fairly easy because if you're allergic to eggs, there's nothing you're going to do. I mean, you're just not going to, you're going to stay away from those. Right, 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 yeah. So the pickle relish, it may, there may be some chemical sensitivities, but usually that's pretty good. Like we have to buy, my husband is sensitive to certain chemicals, so I have to go buy organic because they put polysorbate AD in everything. Oh, wow. So that's one that we have to personally have to be aware of, but most people aren't. Mm -hmm. So you're pretty good there. Mm -hmm. And then it's probably going to depend on the kind of oil in your mayonnaise is probably the biggest thing and then you have to check because some mayonnaises will have for example corn in them really or some will have it, it will be like a thickener sometimes oh. or a corn syrup depending if you're using like a miracle whip mm -hmm. and then sometimes it depends if people are sensitive most oils people are okay with but not always mm -hmm. okay mm -hmm. so if you're using a mayonnaise for example that has olive oil in it my husband would like to know that because He's really sensitive to olives mm -hmm. and olive oil. So you're really going to have to talk to whoever you're serving if you know mm -hmm. that they're sensitive to something and say, okay, tell me, not just gluten, tell me what else and ask what else. Because sometimes they don't want to be a pain, but if you can just buy a different jar of mayonnaise and solve the problem, mm -hmm. you're good to go. Hmm. What's another popular food that we would have during the holidays that you've tweaked Um, I think, let me tell you a hard one, and that is, mm -hmm. any. I do a lot of bread baking, and I am still struggling with gluten-free bread that is as wonderful as regular <laughs> bread. I'm, oh, that's I hard. I take a pizza crust and put eight different kinds of flour and enhancers and all this stuff to make it wonderful, uh -huh. and it's still not as wonderful. Oh. So gluten just does something special, and if you're going to mm -hmm. do gluten-free, be sure you're using gluten-free recipes. Don't just take your normal recipe mm -hmm. and try to put gluten-free flour in it. Sometimes it works for a few things. It does work for some muffins and quick breads, but mm -hmm. if you're trying to try to make a bread, mm -hmm. that one's a really tricky one. Hmm. How about things like uh, macaroni and cheese? What about dairy-ish things? How about something like that? Yeah, um, I actually have a one of my students developed a macaroni and cheese that has a little bit of pumpkin in it, but you wouldn't know it's just a little bit of pumpkin in it. That huh. is gluten free and that is dairy free. And that is on my website. Um, uh -huh. 
And you have to be careful how you're gonna do it because for example, some of the gluten-free pasta, if you cook it too long, turns to mush. Well, if that happens yeah. to you, oh, you yeah. can't make macaroni and cheese because it's mushy. Yeah. Right? So you do have to be a little bit careful of cook it a little al dente, and sometimes you have to use certain kinds of mm. gluten-free pasta. I found, mm -hmm. unfortunately, one of my favorite brands is one of the most expensive, but it holds up really well. I just made some macaroni and cheese this week and backed with it. Hmm. Do you ever make anything with that einkorn wheat at all? Um, I have not, and it is gonna it is gonna be a wheat. Actually, I take it back. I have, and I've eaten some products with it, mm -hmm. but it is going to be a wheat versus like a buckwheat is actually a different grain and people who are gluten-free can eat that. Uh, it's, it's very complicated, but that's why you're here to unpack this. So I'm going to, I'm going to say, okay, what, what, what is really on your mind as far as what you would like to tell listeners? I'm not even going to ask you a question. I'm going to say, you know what, maybe you have something that you really think that we should hear. So we're ready to listen say it depends if you're having people over for one meal or a whole day or a holiday party mm -hmm. or if you're actually having house guests mm -hmm. right? and I think you have slightly different strategies but the main thing is is to talk to them mm -hmm. okay talk to people who are coming for example for a family meal or a friend meal what's really important what do you really want to have and maybe they don't care about having stuffing but they really want sweet potato casserole okay mm -hmm. What's really important? In other words, um, what can you, between the two of you, I would try not to do everything yourself. Mm. Because if you're not, a lot of times when you do cook for food sensitivities or food allergies, you end up cooking a lot from scratch. Yeah. And if you're not used to doing that all the time, mm -hmm. it takes a lot of time mm -hmm. and a lot of dishes. And yeah. so get some help with dishes. Make dishes fun. Have some people in there who are willing to help. Get help ahead of time. Right? Have them say, oh, yeah, I'll help you, and have somebody actually help you do that. Sing songs, play games when you're doing whatever. <laughs> um, but who will help you bring food? Sometimes it's just easier to have the person who's allergic say, I'll bring these two things because I can eat turkey, it's no problem, or ham or whatever mm -hmm. it is. Mm -hmm. But, you know, I'll bring the potatoes or I'll bring, so mm -hmm. they may want to bring two things. If it's kids, I suggest you think about do they really need, do you really need to replicate the cake and make two cakes? Mm -hmm. Okay? A kid might be just as happy with a cupcake or their favorite kind of candy or a bowl of ice cream and not feel like they're left out because that's their favorite thing. Mm -hmm. And that works really well for other people, too. Mm -hmm. Sometimes they're a coffee person. If you give them the best cup of coffee, mm -hmm. they're happy. Mm -hmm. Or mm -hmm. a really nice piece of dark chocolate and some fresh raspberries is really a treat. Mm -hmm. So... But you really need to talk to them and say, what's important? How can I, I want to serve you. And yet at the same time, I disagree with Ina Garten. Ina Garten says everybody who comes should be able to eat everything. And Really? Is that really what she says? That is what I read just recently. Oh. Like, <laughs> she does not live with many people. Oh, my goodness. Either that or she has a lot of help with her dishes and a lot of help. Probably, cooking. Yeah. Well, I, I spend a lot of time with internationals, and they are not like your all-American kind of person. They I never ask them if they have any issues. Everybody eats peanuts. They eat dairy. They eat everything. But 
if I am entertaining others, I will ask them ahead of time before they come if there are any issues. And even when people come in my house, I even say, you know what, try it a little bit. And if you don't like it, then it's okay. Uh, just don't take a lot. Just to try things, you know, it's all right. I'm going to guess economically that this lifestyle of eating like this has got to be pretty expensive. Yes and no. Yes and no. The food is more. Okay. okay mm -hmm. But you don't go out to eat very much. Because you can't find stuff to eat? And oh. you don't know what's in it. Oh, okay, my goodness. So, yes yeah. and no. I spend a lot more on groceries, but my eating out budget is very small. Um, are, is there any chain thing that you could recommend, like anything that I have here in Connecticut? So Cindy's in Michigan, and we're doing this recording over Zoom, so we can see each other, but radio people can't. So is there anything that you could recommend? In terms of sensitivities and like chemical sensitivities, uh -huh. Mira is actually really good. They have really? taken out a lot of... Huh. A lot of chemicals on purpose. They have like 200 chemicals they've taken out of their food on purpose. Wow. And so I always recommend them. That's amazing. They're really good about it. And a lot of restaurants, if you're just going for one thing, they're really pretty good about it. It's when it starts getting complicated. Like, look, you have to look for soy, and you have to look for dairy, and you have to look for gluten. That It just starts getting really hard. Mm-hmm. Well, would you like to... Name off some things that are really good to eat that, I mean, I'm looking at this handout in front of me. You have some breakfast options. You have make-ahead dinners. You have desserts. You have so many different things here. So why don't you go ahead and tell us about some of the things that uh, that you would suggest for people with, well, what would you call people with sensitivities? Would that be? I, I group them together and call them people with food sensitivities, but some of them have allergies okay. and some of them have intolerances. Uh -huh. And we don't really have a term for everybody. A lot of people just call them food allergies when technically they're really they're not, not allergies. Okay. But probably most people call them food allergies mm -hmm. All right. is what most people call them. Mm -hmm. um, but, yeah, so if you start with breakfast, for example, there's a blueberry banana baked oatmeal on my website that is wonderful. Mm. I've got like three or four versions of granola, some that are nut-free, some that are gluten-free, some that are higher protein. There's a great chia pudding and a flaxseed pudding. It would be really fun if you're having house guests, for example, to do chia pudding and flaxseed pudding, mm. keep them overnight, and then do like a cold breakfast bar. Do those with a whole variety of toppings, fruits, nuts, seeds, mm -hmm. granola. It would be a fun thing to do, and nobody would even know that you are avoiding whatever it is, dairy, mm -hmm. gluten, whatever it happens to be. Mm -hmm. um, you might start with a soup. I've got a great butternut squash soup recipe that almost anybody can eat. Mm. And there's two versions of a non-dairy creamy potato soup. Mm. One is sweetened with cashew cream, and one is sweetened with a can of white beans, depending if you can eat nuts or not. Oh, yeah. And you can have them cold, you can have them hot, and then you can put all different kinds of things on top, depending what people can eat. I'm hungry. <laughs> Some people really miss the crunchy when they can't eat nuts. Oh, so yeah. So I have a mm -hmm. really good maple roasted pepitas with cranberries, and it is just wonderful. And you bake it in the oven, and you have it, and keep it airtight. It'll keep for a couple of weeks, and you can pull it out. So if you've got people who are nut allergic coming over, it's a great option. Ooh, and I see you have a, you have a dairy-free fudge. I have a dairy-free fudge. It is made with sweetened condensed coconut milk and it is easy to make there's no cooking oh well you have to heat it in the microwave but I mean, uh -huh. that's it 
It is simple, simple. If you want more of a challenge, I've also got a homemade marshmallow recipe on there that basically everybody can eat almost, but it's not vegan. Oh, that sounds awesome. I'm, a couple of other things, uh, mandarin avocado salad with pomegranates. That's like very seasonal, isn't it? It is. We're actually having that in two days for Thanksgiving because we're recording this before Thanksgiving and we're having that this year for Thanksgiving. Oh, I'll be right over. <laughs> I see marinated mushrooms, sun-dried tomato recipe, make-ahead dinners, bean sausage stew, lentils over rice. I'm so sad that we're going to run out of time. Oh, you even have a gluten and dairy-free sugar cookie. I do, and that is the only recipe right now that is there that is not mine. It is Marlana Boyers, and she's a wonderful food blogger. She runs a great Facebook group, and she allowed me to put that on my um, oh. mm -hmm. thing because it's also vegan. So it's gluten-free, dairy-free, and egg-free, which is really, really hard to do. And That's, wow. And perfected that recipe. Well, of course, everybody makes, well, lots of people make cookies at this time of the year. So, yeah, thank you to Marlana. Thank you to you. Why don't you mention another time, one more time, where people can find these resources so that they can they can make great food and enjoy the celebration. Absolutely. My website is foodsensitivitykitchen.com. And as well as the recipes, the podcast episodes are there. You can find them in Apple Podcasts or Spotify or all kinds of different places you can find oh, wow. them. Mm -hmm. um, but that's called the Sensitive Kitchen Podcast. And, but as well as the podcast, there's also then blog posts with recipes and lots of pictures and all those kinds of things. I also have a brand new holiday quiz because this can be really stressful for people. Hmm. So I give, you can say, what's my number one holiday food stressor? And I have some practical suggestions. So the quiz is also on the website on the very oh. first page. Well, that's, that's really helpful. Well, one thing you mentioned in what you sent me is this phrase that I really appreciate and it, it's this, you said, it's, it's hard work, it's challenging, but, but it's worth it. And uh, would you like to make a few closing remarks before we run out of time today? I would love to because I would like to update you on my second grader. Mm -hmm. He is now a junior in college. He has done amazingly well. He's part of an elite research program. He's headed to Madrid in the January when he started getting sick his freshman year in college from eating dorm food, he could cook for himself. Mm. I'm not saying this to brag on him. Mm -hmm. I'm saying this is possible, but it took a lot of hard work and a lot of perseverance. Mm -hmm. But he learned a lot of life lessons from this, too. And so I want to encourage you that if you're in this difficult journey, mm. not only come along with me, but it's possible and it's worth it, even if it's exhausting you. I'll be honest with you, some days it's exhausting. But mm -hmm. come walk this challenging journey with me. I would love to hear from some of you. Mm -hmm. Email me at cindy at foodsensitivitykitchen.com or go to my website, leave me a comment. And I hope there are many recipes there that you and your family can use. I do talk about how to modify some of them. Oh, good. Kinds mm -hmm. of kinds mm -hmm. of sensitivities and, mm -hmm. and allergies. Wow. Well, thank you, Cindy Sullivan, for being with us today on Ravings and Cravings Radio on Good Company, WILI. going to look forward to sharing the link with you after Matt makes it live. Thank you for your time and for your expertise. I mean, this has been how many years in the making? Many, many. My, my son is now a junior in college and he was in second grade so, so would that would that be like 20 years in the making or something like yeah. that 
So, so we can benefit from all of the time and energy and experimenting that you've done in your kitchen. So guys, nobody needs to go without during the holidays. Uh, have a great rest of your evening. This is Ravings and Cravings signing off.